All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome, hoop ballers, to another box score breakdown, March tenth, twenty twenty. Alongside David Bracy, this is Hank Aaron. David, how you doing? Hank, I'm good, man. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. Um, you know, dealing with all the uh, hoopla, the coronavirus, trying to stay safe right now. Um, and uh, fortunately, our studios here at Hoop Ball are self-quarantine so we're not interacting with anyone out here (laughs) that's right gotta stay healthy all right uh we got a bunch of games tonight and obviously we're right in the midst of either fantasy playoffs for most of you or the final week or weeks of the regular season so it's crunch time uh it's time to uh realize that there's there's no more opportunity for upside at this point you need production so keeping that in mind 
let's start going through the games. First one, we got Boston playing at Indiana, and Kemba Walker's back. His minutes are being slowly increased. He had 30 minutes tonight, not super productive. 11 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, no steals, no blocks, 2 turnovers, 3 of 12 from the field, 2 threes, and 3 of 4 from the free throw line. So, uh, tough night in the box score, but the minutes uh, are somewhat encouraging. It's Kemba Walker, so he's he's going to be on your team if you own him. He's not someone you can drop even if he sits on back-to-backs, and it's too late to trade. So, just an interesting development for anyone who owns them. They're going to want to pay attention to see if they let him play on the back-to-backs. Other players tonight, Jason Tatum, 30 points, 11 of 22 from the field, three threes, six rebounds, two assists, four steals, so big game for him. Gordon Hayward, 27 points, 10 of 19 from the field, three threes, four of four from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block. Daniel Tice was nice, 20 points, eight of 12 from the field, two threes, six rebounds, three assists, two blocks, no turnovers. And Marcus Smart, 16 points, five rebounds, five assists, no steals or blocks, but two threes and a single turnover. So uh, with Kemba Walker uh, having a little bit of difficulties tonight, the rest of the starting lineup really picked up the slack. And if that's a trend, the rest of them may be somewhat more viable going into the fantasy playoffs. Brad Wanamaker, 20 minutes off the bench, five points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block. Uh, Keep your eye on him. If Walker does get... Uh, benched on the back-to-backs, you may be able to pop him in for a game and get a single game of production at a time. Ennis Cantor, only 14 minutes, two of two points, seven rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, one turnover. So not much going on for him. Uh, that's it with the Celtics. It's really just going to be the starting lineup at this point. Daniel Tice, he may be floating on your wires. He's, he's a pretty good low-end big, I think, at this point. Um and then Wanamaker is somebody that you may be able to use uh, if if uh, Kemba's sitting. And also keep in mind, Jalen Brown was out tonight, so a little bit more usage to go around in that sense. And he would be a six Celtic to keep your eye on. Do uh, you see anything else with the Celtics here? Um, no, I think you pretty much covered it. All right, how about the Pacers? All right, on the Indiana side of the ball, TJ Warren in 34 minutes had 22 points on 9 of 18 shooting. Contributing five rebounds, no defensive stats, no assists, and three turnovers. DeMontis Sabonis in 41 minutes had 28 points on 13 of 23 shooting. Going 2-2 from the free throw line while also contributing nine rebounds, eight assists, a steal, no blocks, and three turnovers. Miles Turner in 36 minutes had 16 points on 7 of 11 shooting. Went 1 of 2 from the free throw line and did hit a three-pointer while also adding eight rebounds and assists, a steal, four blocks, and three turnovers. Victor Oladipo looking in fuego tonight in the starting lineup, looking like his old self. In 28 minutes, had 27 points on 9 of 16 shooting. Hit five three-pointers and went 4-4 from the free throw line while adding seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block, and only one turnover. And then Aaron Holiday rounding out the starting lineup in 33 minutes, had four points on 2 of 9 shooting, also contributing two rebounds, four assists, a steal, no blocks, and only one turnover. Off of the bench here, Justin Holiday, um, another Holiday, also had 21 minutes, scored eight points on three of seven shooting, hitting two three pointers, and also contributing two rebounds, a steal, and two blocks with no turnovers or assists. Um, and then the other guys, TJ McConnell, Jakar Sampson, and Edmund Sumner, all all got minutes tonight, but not a whole lot of uh, not a whole lot of standard league value there, in my opinion. So we know Malcolm Brogdon's out of the lineup; he's week to week. 
in my personal opinion, unless you have a bye week and then are anticipating um, a, an opponent with not the great of a team, I just don't really see any real reason to hold him. I think he's a firm drop. Um, I'd much rather stream a spot, and that's exactly what I've done because I was somebody with Brogdon. So hopefully that works out for me here. I do have a buy, so kind of a little bit more time to kind of wait and see with that, but it doesn't hurt uh, to be proactive here with your streams as we approach the playoffs. So in my personal opinion, the majority of value here is going to be um, pretty much confined between TJ Warren, DeMontis Sabonis, Miles um, Turner. You know, his value is really coming on the defensive end with the blocks production. Victor Oladipo, I'm really hoping he can stay consistently in the starting lineup um, until we know that that is 100 percent. He is going to be um, more of a situational play. And of course, when he's not playing, guys like Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday are going to get a lot more run and a lot more usage um, that's pretty much what I'm seeing here with the uh, Indiana Pacers. Any thoughts from you, Hank? I'm uh, with you on Brogdon. I think he's a drop. Obviously, if you've got a buy and you can just wait and and see if he if he gets back in time for your game in a week or two weeks or whatever, maybe that that could work. But I I I think he's probably out for the season. Um, but and even if he comes back, they probably will will be on some minutes caps and all that. So I I think Brogdon is probably a drop. Um, I also, like I said, I, I like Justin Holiday is kind of a sneaky guy in, in category leagues because he contributes in steals and threes. So um, even with Oladipo healthy, even in 20 minutes or so a night, he still tends to contribute in the steals and threes. So if you need those categories, you may be able to use him. But with the um, added upside that if Oladipo gets rested or goes out or whatever, that there's a little bit more more potential for him. So um I'm liking what I'm saying with the Pacers, and I think that um, they've got a good fantasy schedule coming up too, so keep your eye on those guys. All right, next game, we had the Knicks visiting the Wizards, and uh, on the Knicks, we had Julius Randle, 16 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, no block, 4 turnovers. Taj Gibson still starting, 4-4 from the field, 2-2 of two from the free throw line, 10 points, 3 rebounds, no assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 1 turnover. Mo Harkless got a start, but only 12 minutes, 4 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist. Alfred Payton, 16 minutes for him, 3 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. And then R.J. Barrett, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist, 4 steals, no blocks, 5 turnovers, 5 assists. Anchor had those 4 steals again. With the Knicks, as far as their starting lineup goes, uh, Julius Randle you know, has some value. Uh, the rest of the guys, you know, Payne could be used, and if, especially if you need assists. And R.J. Barrett's kind of inefficient, but also maybe may able to contribute. Off the bench, you know, I'm going to keep throwing Mitchell Robinson, but he only four or five from the field tonight, two of two from the free throw line, 10 points, three rebounds, no assists, steals, or blocks. Um, but he's been pretty hot as of late, and um, he looks like he's going to be finishing the season very strong. Bobby Portis had a very productive night tonight, 20 points. Six rebounds, five assists, no steals, one block. He also hit a three. So uh, Portis, he's been relatively productive the past uh, you know, uh, few games. Uh, if you need some scoring, a little bit of rebounds, uh, you know, gives you a little bit in the blocks department and steals, uh, could be used, uh, especially if they, if they sit Gibson down. They haven't done that yet, but uh, Portis, uh, Portis has been pretty at least, you know, for a 12-team league, I think you could use them if you, if you need those stats. So 
Um, Frankie Smokes got 30 minutes tonight, 20 points, 10 assists, 2 steals. Uh, hasn't been getting enough playing time as of late. If that changes, feel free to pop him into your lineup. But tonight was the first good game that he's had in a little while. And then RJ, uh, excuse me, Reggie Bullock, 28 minutes for him tonight, 10 points, hit a 3. Again, if, if he happens to get into a 30-minute role, you could use him as a 3-point streamer. But uh, again, that, that's not that's not something that's been going on for more than one game. So uh, with the Knicks, there's not a lot of fantasy uh, value here. Mitchell Robinson is the main guy. A couple other players, but um, you're probably looking elsewhere for consistent fantasy production. Anything else with the Knicks? Uh, no, I think you pretty much covered it, Hank. I I would ask you though, what's your what's your evaluation of rest of season um, projections here for Peyton? Because it seems like he has these big games, a couple big games in a row, and then nights like tonight didn't even crack twenty minutes and didn't really do a whole lot to contribute. Um, what are, what are your thoughts about him as far as uh, is he is he more of a situational stream? Is he a guy who you expect to be a silly season all star? What what do you, what do you kind of see with him? I think if if you've got him. Uh, keep him i wouldn't drop him after tonight he's he was very productive the last few games uh you know he's a decent source of of points and assists and if you need the assists it's very unlikely that you're going to pick it up elsewhere on the wire especially in a 12 team league right if you're mm-hmm. you know a 14 team even more so but in a 12 team league i'm holding on to him um if if your playoffs are starting on monday as as mine are in one league, um, you know, I'd see how he does the next couple games out. But I, I think he'll be a, a pretty decent source of points and assists. And I think he's a, he's a fair low-end point guard to, to hold on to. Obviously, if he if he drops off the map the next three games or two games before Monday and and you want to drop him, I don't blame you because he could just, just as easily fall off the map. But I think he's, he's produced enough the last, you know, couple of months that I think he'll be a decent low-end point guard. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, what about the Wiz? All right, for the Washington Wizards tonight, Jerome Robinson in 14 minutes had absolutely no points. He did contribute a rebound and assist, as well as a block. But other than that, complete goose egg. Uh, Rui Achimura in 28 minutes had 12 points on 4 of 6 shooting, went 4 of 4 from the free throw line, and added 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, no steals, and a turnover. Thomas the Tank Bryant in the starting lineup, 24 minutes, 14 points on 5-9 shooting. Did hit a three-pointer and went 3-4 three from the free throw line while adding 10 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, no blocks, and no turnovers. Bradley Beal absolutely feasted in 38 minutes, had 40 points on 11-25 shooting, hitting four three-pointers and going 14-16 from the free throw line. Also adding three rebounds, seven assists, three steals, a block, and five turnovers. Then Shabazz Napier, starting point guard position, 38 minutes tonight, 21 points on 6 of 12 shooting, hitting three three pointers, going 6 of 6 from the free throw line, also contributing two rebounds, six assists, three steals, a block, and four turnovers. Off of the bench, Davis Bertans in 29 minutes had 11 points on three of nine shooting. He hit three three pointers and went two of three from the free throw line, also adding two rebounds, three assists, a turnover, and no defensive stats. Troy Brown Jr. in 23 minutes had nine points on two of four shooting, hitting two three-pointers, also contributing six rebounds and assists and three turnovers with no defensive stats. And then Mo Wagner in 21 minutes had 10 points on three or four shooting, going four or four from the free throw line, also adding three rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. 
Um, the Wizards are an absolute mess here. Um, as we all know, Thomas Bryant looked pretty strong tonight. So let's hope that that can continue. Um, I definitely like Rui Achimura. I think he's going to get a lot of run here as they close out the season. Pretty much him and Brad Beal. We know Brad Beal is an absolute stud and is really going to be, I mean, really the only guy putting up consistent and, and big numbers here um, for the Wizards because he's trying to just drag them into any sort of playoff relevance. Um, for some reason, Mo Wagner, ever since those weird injuries earlier this season, he just hasn't really been able to get back to where I think a lot of us had projected. Um, I think that he's a fine hold. Um, I think if Thomas Bryant's out of the lineup, if Bertans is out of the lineup, he would be a really, really good stream, situational stream. But uh, I think that this is just um, it's unfortunate for for Wagner here. Um, and of course, as I said, Bertans has had a really strong season. I look for that to continue, even though he is coming off of the bench. Uh, Troy Brown Jr. is another guy who I think in a deeper league um, could have some could have some appeal here for his ability to kind of contribute across the board um, and not really hurt you, or I should say not really kill you in any one area. Um, and then, of course, Napier, the newest addition to the Wizards. I think that he's going to have a lot of opportunity here to really thrive as they kind of close out this season here, trying to make that push into the playoffs as the kind of the secondary ball handler here and one of the playmakers for the uh, Washington Wizards. Any thoughts from you about the about the Wiz? I fully agree with you on Hachimura. I think that he's a young guy. They're going to want to develop him. And it, right now, as they're pushing for a playoff spot, they're giving him a lot of minutes. Even if they fall out, they're still going to give him a lot of minutes, whereas somebody like... Thomas Bryant may get rested down the stretch as he's had those injuries, which potentially would open up some opportunity for Mo Wagner. Uh, it's a weird situation with the Wizards because, you know, they're they're four and a half games in front of the Knicks, but the Knicks are are just half a game better than the the worst team in the in the East, and the the Wizards are in ninth place. So, um, the Wizards are technically the you know the final team out of the playoffs right now. But they're five and a half games out, so we'll see how much longer they try to push. But I think somebody like Hachimura is probably safe against any end of season shenanigans, and in fact, maybe may benefit from those. Uh, whereas Thomas Bryant is probably a little bit riskier. Brad Beal potentially could be a little bit riskier, uh, but Mo, Mo Wagner and and uh, Troy Brown Jr. may may see the the benefit of that. So. Uh, just keep your eye on the Wizards. If they shift to player development mode, it may open up some opportunity for some of those guys on the bench. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get over to the next game, we'd like to remind you that this podcast, like all the shows here at Hoopball, is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee can be... Uh, you can check out their website at hawaiianisles.com, H-A-W-A-I-I-A-N-I-S-L-E-S.com, hawaiianisles.com. You can find them on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee or on Twitter, Hi Kona Coffee, H-I-K-O-N-A-C-O-F-F-E-E, Hi Kona Coffee. Um, you know, as we're grinding away the late nights right now for fantasy playoffs, you want to have a mug of coffee with you, get the energy, uh, get the fresh taste, get the great smell. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, check them out either on their website, on Amazon, or on Twitter. High Kona Coffee. All right. Next game we had here is the Cavs visiting the Bulls. And again, the East is such a mess that the Bulls, who are 
what are they 21 games under 500 um you know they're in the 11 spot right now a couple couple below uh washington and charlotte here so i don't know if they're still trying to push towards the playoffs they are getting further and further out but we'll see we'll see if they you know transition to getting some of their veterans out of the lineup but until then Kevin Love, 37 minutes tonight, 5 of 16 from the field, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, steal, 2 threes. Chedi Osman, 4 of 16 from the field, 9 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. Andre Drummond, 8 of 14, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, but had 6 turnovers. Matt Deladova had 3 of 3 from the field, 2 threes, 8 points, 8 assists, 2 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers. And Colin Sexton, 26 points, 12 of 16 from the field, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, 1 steal, no blocks, 5 turnovers for him. Off the bench, Larry Nance, 6 of 6 from the field, 2 threes, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, 16 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 turnover. Uh, So with the Cavs, they're still playing Love, which is good if you own him. Uh, Drummond has been pretty productive when healthy. Tristan Thompson got the night off tonight uh, when he's playing. If Drummond is in there, it's hard for him to maintain value. If Drummond is out, he can help you as he had to been doing earlier in the season prior to the trade. Della Vadova is kind of a nice option right now as long as Garland is out. Uh, he's been racking up the assists, so... You know, I mentioned earlier, if you drop Peyton, you're probably not going to get assists off the wire. But Della Vadova is just a late season. If he's still on your wire, the last three games, he's been averaging thirty uh, uh, 11 assists per game for three games now. So uh, he probably will keep that up as long as, I mean, not 11 a game, but he'll he'll keep up being a great source of assists as long as Garland is out. So, um he, he could make sense for you if you're starting your playoffs. You want another point guard, he, he could work for you. Uh, obviously, Garland could come back. I'm not sure how serious the injury is. The updates have been sparse, but um, certainly worth adding him. Sexton is on fire to end the season. Looks like he's going to be a really nice play down the stretch. Drummond is good as long as he plays. Same thing with Love. Nance also, um, he's fairly productive. He got 32 minutes and... If they're resting Drummond or Thompson and they're giving Nance a chance to play 30 minutes, he'll be a standard league guy. So um, the Cavs, not much to speak of in real basketball, but in fantasy, surprisingly productive. And um, depending on who they rest um, and play, you know, there may be some options for you that you could even pick up off the wire and plug into your lineup. Do you see anything else with the Cavs? Uh, no, I think you pretty much covered it. I am definitely hoping that Larry Nance will be all systems go because um, the guy is talented, and I hope that they will give him the minutes. And I'm definitely glad Andre Drummond is back healthy, and let's hope that he can continue playing. All right, what about the Bulls? Yeah, the Chicago Bulls. Ugh. So Jack Harrison in 29 minutes had eight points on 3 of 7 shooting. Also contributed 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks, and a steal with no turnovers. Lori Markinen back in the starting lineup once again, looking good tonight. 27 minutes, 15 points on 6 of 13 shooting, hitting three three-pointers. Also contributing four rebounds, a steal, and two turnovers. Wendell Carter Jr. in 26 minutes had 17 points on 7 of 9 shooting. Had six rebounds, an assist, two steals, no blocks, and two turnovers. 
Denzel Valentine in the starting lineup, 22 minutes, 15 points on 6 of 12 shooting. Hit three three-pointers, also contributing a rebound, two assists, a steal, and two turnovers. And then Kobe White, the starting point guard tonight, and then 37 minutes, hit 20 points on 7 of 17 shooting. Hitting two three-pointers, also adding five rebounds, five assists, no defensive stats, and a whopping nine turnovers. Off of the bench here, uh, Thomas Sadoransky in 28 minutes had five points on 2 of 7 shooting, hitting a three-pointer and contributing eight rebounds, five assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. Otto Porter Jr. off the bench in 25 minutes had 15 points on 6 of 11 shooting, hitting two three-pointers, also contributing four rebounds, two assists, two steals, and only one turnover. And then Thad Young in 20 minutes had eight points on three of six shooting, hitting a three and going one or two from the free throw line while also adding four rebounds, three assists, a steal, and two turnovers. And then Daniel Gafford in another 20 minutes had five points on two of two shooting, contributing four rebounds and assists, three blocks, and two turnovers. Um, the Bulls are pretty rough here. Zach Levine's out of the lineup. Um, let's hope he's back soon. Not that they have a whole lot to play for, so let's just hope. Uh, Shaq Harrison is an interesting guy who hasn't, as far as scoring goes, been exactly jumping off of the box score, but has very sneakily and steadily been contributing, um, especially in steals, uh, for a good amount of games here in a row. And I think where it's looking like very clearly they are fading uh, Sadoransky to the bench and rolling with Kobe White in the starting point guard position. Um, I think Shaq Harrison is going to have a lot of opportunity here to continue to contribute. Um, so he's a guy who I definitely like as a, as a steel streamer, defensive stat streamer. Um, Markinen has looked like the stronger of the two um, upon him and Carter Jr.'s return. Uh, so I definitely like to see another strong line from Laurie tonight. Uh, let's hope that production continues. Wendell Carter also had a little bit of a bounce back tonight after a rough couple games. Did get into double digits tonight. Also ripped down six rebounds. Um, no blocks from Carter Jr., though, but did bring two steals. So we appreciate the defensive stats where we get them. Um, and then, as I said, Kobe White clearly has seeded. Thomas Sadoransky, Chris Dunn is out of the lineup. Um, it looks like it's going to be Kobe, Wright, Kobe White running the show, at least until Zach Levine is back in the lineup as a primary ball handler and playmaker. So he's a guy I like a lot. I'm sure in most leagues he's probably been added. Um, he's going to absolutely eviscerate you in turnovers. He's a young guy on a team that's playing fast and loose, so I don't really expect that to improve anytime soon. And then Otto Porter Jr., a guy who – we had all but given up on this season. Um, looks like he is re- he's back and he is ready to contribute. Um, only 25 minutes tonight, but did what he could in those minutes. You definitely like the defensive stats. You like his ability to contribute across the board. Um, and you like the fact that he brought a whole bunch of stats tonight with only one turnover. So let's hope Otto Porter can continue to ramp up those minutes and stay healthy here as we close out the season. Because for those of us who added him off the wire or for those of you who have been so patient all year for him, let's hope that you are in the playoffs and you are able to uh, kind of reap the benefits here. Any thoughts from you, Hank, about the, uh, about the bulls? I think you covered it all. Um, like you said, Sadoransky being faded now, going to the bench. White getting as much run as he can handle. Um, obviously, it's going to be cut into by Levine when he gets back, but looking fairly productive, if not the most efficient player. And then Porter, they're slowly ramping him up, and, and he's been fairly productive uh, in his return. So we'll see if he can keep that going. And they keep playing him, even though they seem to be dropping out of the playoffs. All right. Let's go to the next game. We got Minnesota visiting Houston. 
On the Timberwolves, we had Mr. Juan Hernan Gomez, 30 minutes, 18 points, 10 rebounds, no assists, one steal, no blocks. Nas Reed, 5 of 8 from the field, 11 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, no blocks, 3 turnovers. D'Angelo Russell, 8 of 15, 28 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, no blocks, 6 turnovers for him, and 5 threes. Uh, Malik Beasley cooling down a little bit tonight, 5 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, no blocks, 3 turnovers. And Josh Okoji, 7 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds, no steals, no blocks, 1 turnover. Off the bench, James Johnson still being productive. 16 points, two threes, six rebounds, three assists, two steals, no blocks. And Jared Culver, 18 minutes, five five of eight from the field, 12 points, hit a three, not much else. And then Jordan McLaughlin had 19 minutes, five points, two rebounds, three assists. So with the Wolves, uh, Malik Beasley had been on fire before tonight. Uh, cooled down some tonight, obviously not a productive line but he's been really good um down the stretch and he'll probably keep that up i undersold him and i know you brought him up a couple weeks ago i was like ah but he's been very productive so if you got him just keep riding him Nas Reed kind of alternating really good games with somewhat mediocre ones but he's also been pretty good down the stretch here hernan gomez has been good play him james johnson has been good so as long as towns doesn't play you could ride all these guys um jordan mclaughlin is someone else that if he got a little bit more opportunity you could stream him but until then he's probably not going to do enough in under 20 minutes a game same thing with jared culver so if they're if d'angelo russell goes out or, or beasley goes out or a coach or whatever and they they get some more minutes to those guys you could use them but otherwise um not enough james johnson however is still being very productive so um you could use the, the Timberwolves as as it is as they are now. They're they've all been pretty consistent since Towns went out, and as long as Towns doesn't come back, I think they'll keep up their current level of production. You see anything else with the Wolves? No, I think you pretty much covered it. Uh, it also, we should note that Towns may come back. It sounds like he wants to play, so uh, he may not be back next week, but. He may try to come back later on in the season. So if you do have an IR spot on your league, uh, he's not the worst use of that. All right. What do you see with the Rockets? Yeah, for the Houston Rockets tonight, Daniel House in 12 minutes had four points on two of four shooting, contributing a rebound, three assists, no defensive stats, and two turnovers. P.J. Tucker in 35 minutes had three points on one of two shooting, contributing 11 rebounds, two assists, Two steals, two blocks, and only one turnover. Rocco, starting at center in 40 minutes, had 10 points on four of nine shooting, hitting a three-pointer, also contributing seven rebounds, an assist, two blocks, and a steal with two turnovers. James Harden in 35 minutes had 37 points on 11 of 19 shooting, hitting five threes and going 10 of 14 from the free throw line. He also added four rebounds, seven assists, two steals, a block, and three turnovers. Big, strong line from Harden tonight. Russell Westbrook, his counterpart in 36 minutes, had 27 points on 11 of 17 shooting. He went 5 of 6 in the free throw line, also adding 6 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, and 6 turnovers. Off of the bench here, Eric Gordon in 29 minutes had 16 points on 5 of 15 shooting, hitting two three-pointers and going 4 of 4 from the free throw line while adding 2 rebounds, an assist, and a turnover. 
Austin Rivers in 18 minutes had 11 points on four of six shooting, hitting three three pointers, also contributing an assist with a turnover. And then Jeff Green in 20 minutes had three points on one of six shooting, hitting a three, also adding two rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. As far as it goes here with the Houston Rockets, they've really been struggling lately, so it was good to see Harden and Westbrook both have pretty strong lines tonight. Of course, Westbrook had a high turnover volume, but that kind of comes with the territory, so we definitely like to see that. Hopefully the Rockets can get back on track here and win some games. Um, <clears throat> and they were able to get one tonight, so that's a good sign. Rocco, even in um, his limited offensive contribution was able to contribute pretty healthily across the board here and that's exactly why he's in the starting lineup for his defensive versatility pretty much outside of Harden and Westbrook the other three starters Covington Tucker and House are all going to be guys who are out there for their defensive versatility for their three-point shooting um, and really just to kind of contribute all across the board and you can look for them to do that Robert Covington of course is going to be the one to do so on the highest volume um, we've talked kind of <clears throat> kind of a lot about House and Tucker and their ability to contribute to the Houston Rockets. Um, take the value there for what you will. Tucker's the guy who I'd rather have. House would be, of course, my last pick there and probably the one who I'm going to fade more often. Um, Eric Gordon, when he's healthy off of the bench, is going to be a pretty steady source of scoring, um, three-point shooting. But again, not a guy who I'm going to go out of my way to acquire. Um, and the same could be said about Austin Rivers and Jeff Green. These are guys who are really going to get their minutes um, I'm deeper off of the bench here. And again, I don't really see a whole lot of standard league value for them. If the Houston Rockets starting five is in action, um, any thoughts from you about the Houston Rockets? I think you covered it. And that's the key is what you said at the end. It, it's just all about uh, the health of the, of the team. If, if some of the key guys are out, uh, the Rockets are a great team to plug in reserves, whether it's, it's McLemore rivers, green, even someone like PJ Tucker, if if or House, I mean, if if their key guys are out, anyone could could really blow up. So, uh, just keep that in mind. If they sit Westbrook or they sit Harden or Covington is out or whatever it is, if you pop in a guy and who gets thirty minutes a game, he may get a bunch of three point shots up and and may help you, you know, swing a swing a victory or whatever. So, just keep around the Rockets. They're one of the more important teams in terms of resting guys or having guys healthy because they're. Bench guys can always get very productive in that system. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get to the next game, we like to talk to you about mybookie.ag. Uh, it's always uh, more fun to to put a little bit of action on these games, and you know whether you want to bet on on basketball games or anything else, mybookie.ag is a great place uh, to do your sports betting. If you put in the promo code today, you will get a free. 50% deposit bonus up to an amount of $1,000. So if you deposit $2,000, you put in the promo code today, you will get an extra $1,000 to bet with. And they've got a lot more than basketball. They've got all the sports. They've got, you know, whatever you want to bet on, it's available on their website. So mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Promo code is today. You will get a 50% bonus up to an amount of $1,000. So if you put in $2,000 deposit, you'll get a $1,000 bonus. If you put in a $500 deposit, you'll get a $250 bonus. So no matter what you put in, if you put in the promo code today, you will get a 50% deposit bonus up to an amount of $1,000. So check it out, mybookie.ag. And if you want any hints on what to do and, and who to bet on and how to bet, at Hoopball, we've got a 
uh, gaming vertical going on at Hoopball Gaming. We've got a daily podcast, um, and you can you can check it out today in sports betting. It's available every day. Uh, they'll run you through what's available on on basketball, on college basketball, NCAA. Uh, I believe you know, and and even another thing. So check it out, the Hoopball Gaming Podcast today in sports betting. And mybookie.ag, use the promo code today. All right, over on the uh, next game we have is Orlando visiting Memphis Grizzlies. And Orlando looks like they're going to probably sneak into the playoffs here in the East. Aaron Gordon was on a you know pretty good t- run the last couple weeks. Still pretty productive tonight, even though the scoring wasn't quite there. 3 of 8 from the field, 8 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers. So after notching his first career triple-double recently, he almost got another one tonight. Uh, Ennis the third, 23 minutes for him, 7 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Uh, West Wundu, 17 minutes, 7 points, 1 rebound, no steals, box, assists, and a turnover. Vucevic, 35 minutes for him, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, no steals, box, 1 turnover. Markel Fultz, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, hit a 3, 3 steals, no blocks. Off the bench, DJ Augustine has been pretty productive and kept it up tonight. 16 points, 2 threes, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. Michael Carter-Williams, 20 points, 2 threes, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. And then Terrence Ross, 8 of 19, 5 threes, 24 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. So... The Magic uh, really giving you a lot of fantasy options. Uh, DJ Augustine and Michael Carter-Williams are two guys that may be available on your wire. Both of these guys are definitely on the radar in 12-team leagues. Uh, if you need those type of statistics, points, threes, assists, steals, I think either one of these guys uh, is a viable option. Um, and and just if, if you want to stream either one of them, I would say go for it until either of them lose their productiveness. Uh, Terrence Ross has, has been doing very well. I assume he's already been picked up in your league, but if not, feel free to fire him up for some points and threes. So, um, I think the Magic are, are giving you a lot of options here. Gordon obviously is playing well. Vucevic is good, and, and Fultz uh, is also a, a decent uh, low-end point guard for 12-team league. So, you see anything else with the Magic? No, I think you pretty much covered it for Orlando. Okay, what about on the Grizzlies? All right, for the Grizz, Dylan Brooks in 33 minutes had 21 points on 7 to 16 shooting, hit four three pointers, also contributed an assist, a steal, and four turnovers. Slow mo, Kyle Anderson starting tonight, 26 minutes, three points on 0 of 1 shooting, uh, went 3 4 from the free throw line, also added four rebounds, two assists, and a block. JV Jonas Valanciunas in 35 minutes and 27 points on 9 of 10 shooting. Really strong uh, play tonight from JV. Not too strong from the free throw line. Only went 9 of 13, but did contribute 16 rebounds, um, a block, a steal, and 5 turnovers. Anthony Melton in 26 minutes had 7 points on 3 of 10 shooting. Hit a 3-pointer, also contributing 7 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, a block, and no turnovers. John Moran, 35 minutes, had 21 points on 7-16 shooting, hitting a 3 and going 6-8 of eight from the free throw line while also adding 4 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal with no blocks, and 5 turnovers. Off of the bench, Tyus Jones in 20 minutes had 9 points on 2-8 of eight shooting, 
He hit a three and went four or five from the free throw line, also adding an assist, a steal, and a turnover. Josh Jackson in 19 minutes had 15 points on six of eight shooting, hitting a three, hitting two three pointers and going one of three from the free throw line while also adding a rebound, four assists, a steal, and four turnovers. And then Gorgie Jang in 15 minutes had five points on, on two of three shooting, hit a three pointer, also added six rebounds, three assists, and a steal with no turnovers. As far as the Memphis Grizzlies go, um, they look like they are locked in to try to make this playoff push. Um, JV has been playing pretty strong with Jaron Jackson Jr. out of the lineup, although it does sound like JJJ will be making a return or is on the cusp of a return. So definitely looking forward to him being back in action. Um, but really with the Grizzlies here, I mean, you know the guys who are going to have value. John Morant, um, DeAnthony Mellon in the starting lineup when he's given the minutes. Um, we know that he can contribute, and we definitely like his defensive versatility. Um, and that pretty much, in my opinion, is going to round it out here for the for the Grizzlies. I don't truthfully trust Dylan Brooks in a category setting. I think he's more suited for a points league, and he runs very, very hot and cold. Um, tonight he was hot. Who knows when he will be cold. Um, so, yeah, that's just kind of my my little overview of the, of the Memphis Grizzlies. Any thoughts from you, Hank? He covered it all. Um... I've been hanging on to Kyle Anderson in the twelve team league. Uh I'm not sure why. <laughs> I just, just <laughs> you know, he just is, kind of produces in a few stats each game. I was, All right, whatever, I've been hanging on. But playoffs are coming up on Monday, so I'm thinking about cutting him. Um, thinking maybe either Lyles or uh Dario Saric. So probably time to cut him loose, but I think he covered the the Grizzlies and we know what to do with these guys. All right. Let's go to the next game here. Dallas visiting San Antonio. Kristaps uh, uh, continuing his very recent struggles. He had been on fire before these past couple of games. But 9 points tonight. 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 2 turnovers. Dorian Finney-Smith, 15 points, 3 threes, 6 of 10 from the field. 4 rebounds, 1 steal, no blocks, 2 turnovers. Tim Hardaway Jr., 20 points, 8 of 17 from the field, 4 threes, 7 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, no blocks, 1 turnover. And I'm bearing the lead here, Luka Doncic, 38 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 6 threes, had 5 turnovers, but you'll accept that with the rest of the production. Maxi Kleba off the bench, 31, 31 minutes, 5 of 9 from the field, 2 threes, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, no steals or blocks, and 1 turnover. And DeLon Wright, Seven points, three of five shooting, one three-pointer, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, no blocks, three turnovers. So kind of a classic DeLon right line from this season. So with the Mavericks, especially with their playoff positioning kind of gelling, they may opt to rest Chris Stapps a little bit more down the stretch, which would open up some time for Maxi. Um, other than that... Uh, you know, Hardaway is kind of on and off with the shooting. Some games he's good, some games he's not. If you want to uh, roll the dice for the points and threes, go for it. Dorian Finney-Smith has been productive as of late. Uh, I think certainly worth uh, rolling the dice with him with a four-game week, I believe, next week. So if you want to pop him into your lineup and let him do his thing for at least a four-game week, go right ahead. Um, and and that's it with the uh, Mavs. Do you see anything else? No, I think you pretty much covered it. All right. What about these Spurs? All right. San Antonio for uh, for San Antonio tonight. DeMar DeRozan in 35 minutes at 13 points and 5 of 12 shooting. 
going three or four from the free throw line, also adding five rebounds, 12 assists, two steals, um, no blocks, and three turnovers. So definitely strong assist production from DeRozan tonight. He's been really good in that category this season. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge back in the starting lineup tonight, 36 minutes, 24 points on 10 of 23 shooting. Hit a three-pointer and went three or four from the free throw line. Also contributing two rebounds, two assists, three steals, four blocks, one turnover. So Aldridge was back in a big way tonight. I'm sure the Spurs missed him. Trey Lyles still started tonight, even though Aldridge was back, starting at center tonight, 32 minutes, 14 points on five and nine shooting. Hit four three-pointers, also ripped down 11 rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, and a turnover. Bryn Forbes in 19 minutes had seven points on two of six shooting. Hitting two three-pointers, also contributing three rebounds, a steal, and only one turnover. And then Derek White, in 35 minutes, had 14 points on 5 of 11 shooting. He hit a three. He went 3 or 4 from the free throw line. He also ripped down seven rebounds, had nine assists, two steals, four blocks, and three turnovers. Off of the bench for the Spurs, Marco Bellinelli in 21 minutes had 16 points on 6 of 8 shooting. He hit four three-pointers and also added four rebounds and assists, no steals, no blocks, and no turnovers. Rudy Gay in 19 minutes had 17 points on 7-12 shooting, hitting a 3 and going 2-2 from the free throw line while also adding 4 rebounds. And then Patty Mills in 18 minutes had 12 points on 5-5 shooting, hitting two three-pointers and adding a rebound, 3 assists, no defensive stats, and only 1 turnover. As far as the Spurs go, um, they have lost Deontay Murray for what looks to be the rest of the season. He's out indefinitely right now. Um, with no timetable. So that's very, very unfortunate for Deontay Murray owners. And for anybody who was able to add or who had been at, or who had had, I should say, Derek White, um, you were absolutely going to reap the benefits of that. Um, another very strong line tonight from Derek White. And I look for him to continue his strong production and close out the season here because he has absolutely nobody challenging him for minutes, as we clearly saw with the split tonight between him and the other guards, Brent Forbes, only 19 minutes, Patty Mills, only 18 minutes. Keldon Johnson, 13 minutes. So really, none of the other guards even cracked 20 minutes. So it's a very, very good sign for Derek White. I definitely like him going forward. Um, and then Trey Lyles was able to maintain some relevancy with LaMarcus Aldridge coming back. I know there had been a lot of conversation um, kind of online about how Trey Lyles was just going to drop off the face of the earth with LaMarcus Aldridge coming back. Um, but maybe this is a situation where Lyles can maintain some sort of relevancy and value here. So definitely, I think, in my opinion, if you had him, hold on to him, wait and see, um, wait and see another game from Aldridge. Cause Aldridge absolutely was dominant tonight. And Lyles was still able to carve out more than enough fantasy value for you. So if that can continue, um, Lyles is going to be a strong play for the rest of the year. Um, and then off of the bench here, pretty much all guys who are more streamers. I mean, Patty Mills, Marco Bellinelli, those guys are really going to be more streaming for three point shooting for points. Um, same with Rudy Gay. I really just do not trust Rudy Gay given all of his injury history and inability to stay in the lineup. Um, let alone be fantasy relevant. So that's kind of what I'm looking at as far as the uh, San Antonio Spurs go. Any thoughts from you? I think you covered. I think the Lyles is interesting. Uh, I may even add him. I, I had him. I dropped him. I may pick him back up. Uh, Derek White just going to be really fantastic down the stretch, I think, if you have him. You're... I picked him up two days ago, and that was before I knew that, that Murray was going to be out. So I really lucked out there. Uh, and I think that's going to be a nice nice pickup for me down the stretch. Uh, DeRozan's assists have really been up recently. I don't know if that's just kind of a fluky thing that's happened over the last couple of weeks. But his assists have 
decent all year, but really picked up the last couple of weeks. So let's see if that continues. But I think the Spurs are kind of locked into their rotation. So we'll see how they how they finish up the season. And obviously, the, the longer they stay in the playoff race, the better for DeRozan and Aldridge and those veterans that may get rested down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. All right, another team that needs to win down the stretch, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I've got Lillard. I'm pulling hard for them to, to continue winning to at least stay competitive. Uh, but I'll cover the Sun side here. Dario Sarge, and and keep in mind tonight, Aiton was still out. He may be back in the next game. It sounded like he would be back tonight even, but he did not play. So he may be back in the next game. So that will probably cut into everyone's production across the board. Sarge and Baines probably with the most to lose, but uh, he's certainly going to still have some usage. But anyway, Sarge, 39 minutes tonight, 24 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, no steals, 1 block, no steal, 1 block, no turnovers, 4 threes. Uh, Mr. Bridges, 4 of 6 from the field, misses only 3-point attempt, 8 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 turnovers. Aaron Baines, after going nuts, cooled down a little bit tonight, 7 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, no block, 2 turnovers. He did have 14 shots, including seven threes. He only made one, so he's still shooting. I uh, just didn't make him tonight, and I, my guess is that would positively regress in the next game. However, as mentioned before, Aiden probably coming back soon, so his production will probably dip for other reasons. Uh, Ricky Rubio, 11 of 11 from the free throw line, 21 points, 9 assists, no steals, no blocks, with 5 turnovers. And then Devin Booker, 9 of 25 from the field, 2 threes, 29 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. Off the bench, uh, Javon Carter, 2 of 8 from the field, 2 threes, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 8 points. So with the uh, Suns, you got Cam Johnson is not playing right now because he's got mono. Aiton is out with a left ankle sprain. Um, and Sarge, I think, I, I, I think he's worth adding just to see what happens when Aiton comes back. He may not play well alongside Aiden. It may not be productive, so you may have to drop him. But if you want to add him based on tonight's game, that's fine. Just consider that Aiden may may sap his value. Bridges is locked in. Uh, His minutes are great. He's really a consistent contributor with these steals and blocks. Um, Only one of each tonight, but but he he really piles it up in those categories. He's not going to be a big offensive threat, but even then he'll pop up for his offensive games too. Rubio's been... Very good down the stretch. Booker's a stud, and and Baines, he's he's got the most to lose if Aiden comes back. So uh, probably can't hold him if Aiden's back. But uh, you know, if you already own him, you may not want to drop him until Aiden shows up healthy and gets his minutes. So anything else with the Suns? No, I like your point about Baines. So let's see what happens with Aiden um, and how that impacts him. Of course. Yeah. All right. What about the Blazers? All right, in Portland, Trevor Ariza had 36 minutes for 22 points on 7 of 12 shooting, hitting five three-pointers, also adding six rebounds, a steal, a block, and two turnovers. Mello in 32 minutes had 21 points on 9 of 16 shooting, hit two three-pointers, also adding three rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks, and only one turnover. Hassan Whiteside in 36 minutes had 16 points on 8 of 12 shooting. Went 0 of 1 from the free throw line, but did add 14 rebounds, a steal, two blocks, an assist, and only one turnover. CJ McCollum in 36 minutes had 22 points on 9 of 20 shooting. Hit two three-pointers and went 2 of 2 from the free throw line, adding six rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block, and no turnovers. And then Damian Lillard running the show in 25 minutes, or I'm sorry, 40, 40, 
40 minutes for 25 points on 8 of 17 shooting. He hit five three-pointers and went 4-4 from the free throw line, also adding five rebounds, seven assists, three steals, two blocks, and two turnovers. Off the bench here, Gary Trent Jr. got 17 minutes tonight and did not score, but he did contribute two rebounds and two assists with a block. Mario Zonia got 14 minutes for eight points on three of three shooting. He also added four rebounds, a steal, and four turnovers. And then both Caleb Swanigan and Anthony Simons got around 11 minutes each. Um, neither one of them did a whole lot with either one of those, uh, with either one of their opportunities tonight. So, in my opinion, as far as the Portland Trailblazers go, I mean, their backcourt is going to be the most valuable part of their team. Um, Hassan Whiteside has been uh, just, I mean, incredibly valuable this season, especially for where all of us drafted him at. So, I don't really need to beat that horse too hard. Um, it was an absolute block party tonight in Portland. Um, I mean, looks like they had 10 blocks between um between the starting lineup here i'm sorry eight blocks between the starting five so getting some shots blocked tonight um mellow brought the defensive stats surprisingly so you'll take that any night of the week as well as contributing in points um trevor reza has fit really really well on this portland trailblazers team here able to contribute kind of across the board um, without hurting you in any one category too severely and i guess we will wait and see what is to become of the uh the front court here for the portland trailblazers as it looks like nurkic is Going to return here sometime soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll see how that impacts Whiteside. Um, of course, when he comes back, he's going to be on a minutes limit, so I don't really see him as a speculative ad, um, especially given the fact that we are on the cusp of playoffs, if not already right in the thick of it. So that's kind of what I'm seeing for the uh, for the Portland Trailblazers out west. Any thoughts from you, Hank? Uh, I'm with you. I think the issue is just are they going to compete, and if they do, you know, the veterans will stay. If not. Maybe you want to look at some of the younger guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final games of the night on the West Coast here. We had the Clippers visiting the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry still out tonight. Uh, supposed to be back in the next game. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Clippers kind of blew this thing open by the third. So their starters didn't play in the fourth. And so they got, you know, subdued minutes for everyone. But. Uh, still productive in 20, you know, Kawhi Leonard productive in 25 minutes, 23 points, five assists, four rebounds, two steals, two threes. Uh, Marcus Moore Sr., nine points, four rebounds, two assists. Zubats, four points, 12 rebounds, no assists or steals, one block. Pat Beverly, five of 10 from the field, four threes, 15 points, three rebounds, two assists. And Paul George, five of 13 from the field, three threes, 15 points, five assists, one rebound, one steal. Off the bench, Montrezl Harrell, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Jeff Green had, excuse me, Jermichael Green had 13 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Reggie Jackson, 16 points, 4 assists. Rodney Magruder got 21 minutes tonight, 4 points, 5 rebounds. And then Landry Shaman had 27 minutes, 10 points, 5 assists. So the Clippers are deep, uh, and that makes all their secondary players hard to use. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, these guys are locked in. Everyone else, uh, you know, Montrose Harrell is also pretty good off the bench, but everyone else is kind of a uh, a roll of the dice. Lou Williams wasn't playing tonight. He's also somebody you can consistently rely on, but it's those four guys. Everyone else is kind of a plug-and-play situation. Depends on who's playing, who's not. The minutes were a little bit more evenly distributed tonight because of the blowout nature of the game but all the all the bench guys for the lakers and including their starters morris Zubats, beverly uh reggie jackson 
Landry Shamit, none of these guys can be consistently relied on. But if players are, are being benched, you know, for health reasons or if there's an injury or something, a bunch of these guys could quickly come into fantasy value, but it's hard to actually rely on any of them. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. Uh, what about the Curryless Warriors? Well, in Golden State tonight with no Steph Curry, um, it was interesting. 32 minutes from Andrew Wiggins, 21 points on 8 of 16 shooting. He hit three three-pointers, also added two rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats, and a turnover. Juan Toscano-Anderson starting tonight. Absolute goose egg from Toscano-Anderson across the board. Um, didn't even play. So Marquise Chris, 27 minutes, 10 points on 3 of 5 shooting. I'm um, sorry, added 10 rebounds, two assists, and a turnover. Um, I believe there was a brief injury scare there, but Chris was able to finish out the game. Uh, Michael Mueller in 26 minutes had three points on one of nine shooting, went one of two from the free throw line, added four rebounds and a turnover. And then Damian Lee in 30 minutes had eight points on two of six shooting, hitting two three-pointers, also adding five rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a turnover. Off of the bench here, Eric Paschko in 32 minutes had 12 points on four of 12 shooting. Hit a three and went three or four from the free throw line, also adding two rebounds and seven assists with no turnovers or defensive stats. Dragon Bender in 25 minutes had 23 points on eight of 12 shooting, hitting two three-pointers and going five of five from the free throw line, also adding seven rebounds, three assists, three turnovers, and no defensive stats. Jordan Poole in 26 minutes had 17 points on six of 10 shooting, hitting two three-pointers, going three or four from the free throw line, and adding a rebound, three assists, a steal and only one turnover. Kai Bowman in 24 minutes at 11 points on five of six shooting, hitting a three while also contributing four rebounds and assists, no defensive stats, and only one turnover. Um, as you said, Seth Curry was on the lineup tonight. No Draymond Green. Um, the Warriors really struggled to score the ball here. Um, Damian Lee is a guy who I'm still trying to figure out personally um i had some concern with curry coming back into the lineup and then he was playing very very well alongside him um of course they are a brother-in-law but i don't necessarily know how much that impacts on court chemistry i would assume it impacts it somewhat but tonight lee really struggled i mean only eight points tonight only took six shots got 30 minutes um so i can't really explain that uh the warriors are very very difficult to project value on on a night-to-night basis guys like wiggins Chris, um, Pascal, Lee, those are really going to be the guys who I have more comfort in trusting um, for specific streaming things. So uh, Wiggins, of course, is a guy who's going to have season-long value, has had season-long value, um, so he's not a streamer. But guys like Damian Lee, more of a three-point streamer, a scoring streamer. Pascal, definitely more suited for a points league. But if you're in a need for points in a playoff setting, definitely could pick up Pascal. Um, with Draymond Green being out of the lineup, he's going to get a lot more run, and Draymond Green has continued to be out of the lineup. That has also uh, directly impacted Dragon Bender, who has been playing very well off of the bench. Um, maybe a situation to keep your eye on, but I'm not going out of my way for Bender personally. And then between Poole, Bowman, as I said, Damian Lee, Michael Mulder, the backcourt for the Warriors is it's just kind of a clustered mess. And with Steph Curry out of the lineup, that definitely does not help bring any kind of order to that. So generally, I am avoiding the Warriors um, personally for, for a fantasy setting outside of, as I said, guys like Andrew Wiggins. Of course, if you held Steph Curry, that's a guy who you absolutely got to play anytime he's healthy. Um, 
And if you have Draymond Green still, I'm so sorry. Any thoughts from you about the uh, Golden State Warriors? I think it's a total crapshoot, like you said. So um, Chris at Wiggins and Curry can be... I mean, Curry even, you can't rely on him. But what I, what I, the way I want people to look at it is if he even plays two out of three games, uh, he's still better than, than anyone else you're going to get off the wire. So if Curry's playing two out of three games a week or you know two out of three games for any period of time, then you're okay. If he's playing one out of two, he still might be better than whoever you're getting off the wire. But um, don't expect him to play all the games. But even at two out of three games, he's an easy guy to own and play over almost anyone else that's going to be on the wire. All right, last game of the night, and the Nets pulled off the victory on the road against the Lakers. Wilson Chandler, 27 minutes, 5 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Joe Harris, 5 of 8 from the field, 2 threes, 12 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. DeAndre Jordan, 8 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist. Spencer Dinwiddie, 23 points, 7 of 17 from the field, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 1 three-pointer seven assists four rebounds one steal no blocks four turnovers and Karis Levert 22 points eight of 20 from the field three threes three or four from the free throw line seven rebounds four assists two steals one block one turnover off the bench Torian Prince got 28 minutes 7.6 rebounds one steal one block and a three Chris Chioza got 17 minutes 11 points one rebound five assists um Jared Allen also been moved to the bench recently, 3.7 rebounds. And Tim Louie Cabarro, 13 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. So um, the Nets are, are pushing for that playoff spot. And it uh, looks like they, they're going to get in there. Um, they just got rid of their coach, which was uh, fairly surprising, I think, to most outsiders like myself. I wasn't expecting that because it seemed like they had overperformed given that They've been playing the season without Durant and without Kyrie Irving for most of it. Um, but the, uh, I mean, as far as fantasy goes on this team, uh, you know, Levert's, Levert's been going, playing really well. Uh, Chioza's kind of been an interesting guy down the stretch here. Not really on a 12-team radar, but maybe in a dynasty league setting could be an interesting guy. Um, and then as far as the rest of the team goes... You know, I'm not seeing much there. Uh, Joe Harris, you can use for three-pointers. Wilson Chandler, I wouldn't be adding. Jordan and Allen are both decent bigs, but Allen off the bench. I don't know if he's going to be producing enough for a 12-team league. Jordan, at least, we know what he does with rebounds and blocks and field goal percentage. Dinwiddie's obviously great, and if he's you got him, you got him. So uh, not seeing too much with the, the Nets, and the rotation is tight, so I don't expect really too much to change up either down the stretch. you see anything with them? Uh, no, I think you pretty much covered it. I would just ask, in your opinion, who um, who would you rather be um, acquiring off of the wire between uh, Nas Reed and between uh, DeAndre Jordan, since both of them are going to be more of a situational acquisition? Um, who do you think the situation is going to uh, kind of maintain value for a team for kind of more long-term? Well, I think Jordan's obviously got the higher floor, uh, Rita's got the higher upside. Rita's got the ability to make threes. Um, I, I mean, I, I probably take Reed, but it also depends on what you need. Um, if you need mm-hmm. someone making threes, if you need, for instance, if you've got fantasy playoffs coming up next week, 
DeAndre Jordan's got two games. Nas Reed has four games. Now, the following week, Jordan's going to have four games and Reed's going to have three games. So uh, it's very situation-specific. If you're feeling like you want to compete in blocks, rebounds, field goal percentage, take Jordan. If you need some more help with your threes, you're concerned about your free throw percentage, um, I would take Nas Reed. Yeah, I think that's and, and also and also look if you're playing for next week and next week is your season's on the line and and you're in a do or die situation and you don't feel comfortable you got to take Reed over Jordan because he's got four games versus two so um, I also I also think that's a big consideration. Yeah, I agree. Okay, what about the Lakers? All right, Lake Show tonight almost came out with the dub. Um, LeBron James. Absolutely monstrous tonight. Continues to play, I mean, just astronomically, not surprised. 34 minutes, 29 points on 12 of 22 shooting. Hit four three-pointers, went one of five from the free throw line, so that definitely hurts. But did add 12 rebounds, nine assists, a steal, and three turnovers. AD in 36 minutes, had 26 points on nine of 19 shooting, hitting four three-pointers. He was making it rain tonight, went four of five from the free throw line. Also added eight rebounds, two assists, a block, and only one turnover. JaVale McGee starting tonight, 16 minutes, four points on two of five shooting, hit three, or I'm sorry, had three rebounds, um, a steal, as well as a block with no turnovers or assists. Danny Green in 28 minutes had six points on two of five shooting, hitting two three-pointers, also adding two rebounds, four assists, two steals, no turnovers, no blocks. Avery Bradley starting a point guard and in one minutes had 10 points on four of 11 shooting hitting two three-pointers as well as contributing two rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats or turnovers. Off of the bench, KCP in 24 minutes had seven points on three of seven shooting, hitting a three, also adding five rebounds, two assists, a block, and two turnovers. Kuzma in 22 minutes had 14 points on six and nine shooting, going two of two from the free throw line, adding five rebounds, an assist, a steal, no blocks, and one, I'm sorry, and three turnovers. And then... Rajon Rondo, Marquise Morris, and Al Crusoe, all right around 15 minutes. Um, none of them did a whole lot with those minutes, and none of them, in my opinion, are really going to be guys for a standard league setting here. Um, KCP is very, very fringy, as we have discussed. Kyle Kuzma, again, fringy for standard league settings, but as the Lakers are heading into the playoffs here, I think that they are kind of trying to um, kind of get Kuzma in the playoff headspace here and Hopefully they are going – I'm assuming they're going to be relying on him to kind of be their X factor off of the bench in the playoffs. So I kind of expect to see a little bit more you should swung Kyle Kuzma's way off the bench as they kind of look to round him out heading into this playoff series here um, against whoever their first-round matchup is. Um, Avery Green – Avery Bradley, Danny Green. I said Avery Green because they're basically the same player. Um, yeah. And they basically – yeah, they, I mean they really – you got a fantasy <laughs> Exactly right. If only, if only we could just make some chimera of Avery Green, then it would be a guy worth owning in any fantasy league. But unfortunately, they are two guys, and neither one of them are really worth owning. Um, JaVale McGee got a little bit more run tonight with Dwight Howard out of the lineup, but I mean, didn't even crack 20 minutes. So again, not a guy who's going out of your way of. The Lakers are pretty much a two-man tandem of AD and LeBron, and you can expect them to continue to play very, very big minutes here as LeBron has thrust himself back into MVP conversations. Um, and as Anthony Davis continues to just show us 
the otherworldly talent that he is. So I think you can expect some rest coming for both of those guys, um, situational rest, depending on the matchups that they draw heading into the playoffs here. But I definitely expect, especially after a loss tonight, a very close loss tonight, both those guys are going to continue to get run. So definitely look for LeBron to have some, some monstrous lines to close out the season here. Yeah, I think great point on Kuzma. They may want to get him more involved and get him ready for the playoffs because they're going to need him to be a uh, scoring threat off the bench if they're going to have you know any chance of, of beating some of the better teams, specifically the Clippers. They're going to need his punch off the bench. All right, before we leave you tonight, we just want to remind you about the Bruise Letter. Fantasy playoffs either underway or starting soon. No better time to get it dialed in with the letter from our founder-in-chief, Aaron Bruski. The, the, the bruise letter goes through all 30 teams, uh, gives you the, the insight on every team in the league, will provide you um, all the information you need to know. Special attention is always paid to the Kings. Um you know, and and uh, also a little bit of, of non-basketball insight from, from Mr. Brewski on life in general. So please sign up for the Bruise Letter. The information is not available in any podcast. It's not available elsewhere on HoopBall. It's only on the Bruise Letter. You sign up. You go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter. Sign up. You'll get it. It'll show up in your inbox Monday morning. Great way to start the week. Get all the information you need. Get ready for your fantasy playoffs. And... Uh, you know, help you dominate your fantasy playoffs. So with that, thank you all for joining us. David, thank you very much. And uh, where can, everyone, where can uh, people find you for the rest of the week? Yeah, find me on Twitter at DFB underscore three and catch me and Chris attacking another box score breakdown this Thursday. Let's get it. All right, you get me on Twitter, Hank Aaron 26 I'm also on the forums, ask questions. I try to pop in there and answer when I can. Again, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Good luck in your fantasy playoffs if you're in there. Good luck getting in if you need that. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Take care. Thank you, David. Take care. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.